Good morning, baseball fans. It is, I don't even know what day it is, uh, Tuesday, October 24th. It is the morning after the um, shellacking of the ALCS, but we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that much over here right now um, because today I got, I have a special treat for you guys today. Today I have Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I can't say rival rivalry very well, so it's going to be, it's going to be a chore um, to pronounce that all day long. So that's fun. Um, so if you are new around here, uh, I am Susie. This is bourbon and baseball. I have no bourbon because it is 11 o'clock in the morning. And, um, typically, you know, we don't drink the bourbon anyways. It's typically like vodka or tequila or water. So, uh, again, if you're new around here, this is typically a not safe for work podcast. This episode will probably be a little bit more safe for tiny ears and work. Um, the top fan rivalry is a little bit more family friendly. So I try to keep it a little bit more family friendly. So um, this episode in and of itself, again, will probably be a little bit more safe for work. If you listen to any of the other episodes, however, just be warned, there's lots of cussing. So many, so many cussings, words, all of them, all of them, and a little bit uh, more adult humor. Not so much on this one, though. So you're safe. Um, again, Bill, welcome. How are you today? I'm I'm excellent. I do have a little humor, though. I can't wait to get to, into that. But yes, absolutely. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, Except thank you. Um, so last week, I was invited on the Top Fan Rivalry. I can't, I really can't say it. Rivalry site um, pod. And... Bill and I had a wonderful chat, so I will drop that episode link also in the description so that you can enjoy uh, my antics over there. And we just had such a great time that I was like, Bill, come on over over here. You can let loose a little bit more over here, um, Bill, because my, my, my audience is used to me, all four of them. So feel free to, you know, drop any any sort of adult humor and or uh, cuss words you like over here. So, um, but Bill, how did you start Top Fan Rivalry and, and really why? Uh, you know, it was funny. It was during COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a really good friend of mine call me up and he says, hey, we need to start a podcast or at least a YouTube channel. And I started laughing. I said, nobody's going to listen to this. Uh, and he says, no, 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 we really need to do this. And I said, eh, nobody's going to. So I'm a Dodger fan. He's a huge Angel fan. And my brain works differently when it comes to business. When I see something that I think is fun, uh -huh. I go all out. Like I'll go all out. You know, somebody needs help on something. I'm the guy that you call because when I come into a scenario, I'm going to go all out with you. And so it took him about three months to convince me that we should do this. The season started, I want to say in like June of 2020. Um, by March of 2020, we had kind of launched um, got the name, you know, started the business, formed an LLC. And then early on, I realized I was doing all the work and all that he was looking for really was the cash and clickbait. And so being the business guy that I am, I said, all right, uh, let's bring in a third partner to help, this, you know, handle these disputes. Right. Ebony. And he says, why don't you just buy me out? I think at this time, Susie, I think the company had made maybe eight bucks. <laughs> I'm like, want me to give you $4 and go away? Right. Like, you know, he, he knew the price and I started laughing because it was significantly more than $8. 
Um, but I said, okay, this is to get you to go away. Fine. I love you. I still want to be your friend. I think you're amazing. Um, and so I bought him out and then we started our podcast the way that I wanted to and just rolled from there. I mean, it's the things that the community that we're building right now has just been so much fun you included. I mean, I, I laugh so hard. If you haven't listened to Susie's episode yet, I knew Susie was my person when I asked her something about math and she says, I'm the wrong Asian to do math. Uh, I'm like, okay, if she could say that, this is my gal. She's not going to get offended by something, you know? Yeah. So this is great. So that's how it all started. Um, I mean, we've, we've done, oh, I don't know, maybe 300 episodes on the podcast um, and continue to go forward. We, it's just been a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of baseball people want a voice and they don't know how to get it. Right. And so provide the fan the voice. And so it's been a lot of fun. Well, now that's very, that's very cool. I love that. Now you guys are planning a conference mm -hmm. get together summit. I don't exactly remember what you're calling it, but it's in Vegas. Fan when? Fan fest. Fan fest. There we go. Okay. In Las Vegas, Nevada in January. Are you coming by the way? I'm, I am not, but props to you for pronouncing Nevada correctly, because kudos living, not, living in the, in, in Texas, I have to keep correcting people about how to pronounce it. And then they want to argue with me as if I didn't grow up there. And they're like, no, that's, and I'm like, I, I, pre I promise you that it is not Nevada. That would be like me coming to Texas and saying, Texas, do you see how, you see how the wrong emphasis yeah. on the wrong syllable just kind of annoys well, you like being in texas and saying y'all instead of saying y'all <laughs> right i mean get listen i think we're going to cancel it now that you're not coming that's it i'll make arrangements we're going to cancel it susie's not going to be there that's it we're done we're out well you know if calls. uh maybe next year maybe next year we we can we can try and plan a little bit uh ahead of time like i said um you know i've got i've got eight-year-old twin daughters um and unfortunately i don't i can't make i can't impromptu plans with eight-year-old twins is just not is not my my jam unfortunately I know, but you can gamble them say hey listen put them on the table and say hey listen this is my auntie right here you know i tried that one time and some people got very very angry with me like the angry words were spoken you know they also got mad when i wanted to put them in like my dog kennel and just be like okay well you're you're you got food you got i don't understand don't come for me okay it's it's a joke it's a joke people Okay. Um, so yeah, no, but I, I would love that. And you know, I was Next raised year. in Vegas, so Next. it would be great to go back home for a little bit. And like I said, I'll be out in Houston in a couple of weeks. So oh, make sure that, uh, we'll have to make sure to figure out a way to, to connect. That would be great. Is that the, is that the hat thing yes, that Big Dave was talking about? Okay. What, yeah. what is that? What is that? And Plug all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? oh, plug all the things. So we're yes. going to be in and the hat summit in, next month. And then obviously we are going to be at, um, in Las Vegas, Nevada, not Nevada, um, in January. And so, and then we have a ton of things planned. We just calendared out Megan and, and Amber and I just calendared out the entire 2024. It looks like we're going to be in 12 or 13 different ballparks this season. That's awesome. Like I have watch parties. We'll have, get-togethers. We'll have a ton of things. We're going to do some collabs. Uh, tonight, we're announcing one with uh, Big Dave of the Houston Hack Crew. Uh, that's exciting. And I think you and I are going to be working on potentially putting together something 
as well. So hopefully that that pans itself out for 2024. So um, got a lot I'm going on. We're, we're looking forward to it. Definitely not. The season has not ended. It does not end next week at Top Fan Rivalry. No. Um, I So for those that are interested in any of those, I will put the links to all of those in the episode description after afterwards. So um, look for all of those uh, things to click on and get information on after this. So um, so Bill, you did say that you were a Dodgers fan, uh, you know, yep. welcome. It's a safe space here. We dislike <laughs> most Dodgers fans, but obviously not you. So, you know, it, it, consider yourself, uh, lucky. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there you go. I consider myself blessed. <laughs> I'll pat myself on yes, the yes. because there's, we're blessed. There's been, there's, a, there's a handful of Dodgers fans that, that I can, that we talk and I, I am, I am okay with. So, you know, um, but so you are a Dodgers fan. How did how did uh how did it feel for the the Diamondbacks of all of all teams to so baseball you never look past a team, right? You're never not supposed to look past a team. Right. But honestly, when when the Diamondbacks were playing the Brewers, the Brewers always play the Dodgers tight in October. Right. So I was a huge Diamondbacks fan that series. And when the Diamondbacks swept them, I'm like, all right, this, I hate to admit it, but I almost felt like it was, we got a clear path to the league championship series. Giddy up. Right. And then the first game I thought, all right, well, you know, some mistakes. I was at game two and Susie, I'm terrible to watch baseball games live with because I understand the strategies and different things. And I'm like the other day, I'm literally yelling at the TV. It's bases loaded for you guys. Your Don's up. And I'm yelling at the TV, walk them. Right. It's yeah. a single and they score two runs. You guys score two runs. And I'm like, see, if you would have walked me, I only gave up one run. Right. And so I, it's, I'm not good. And so I watched that. It was after game two and they went back to Arizona. I thought, um, this is going to be embarrassing. And so it was tough. It was, but the same time, I'm going to use a term that you're familiar with being from Nevada. <laughs> uh, we were playing with house money because uh, we weren't supposed to be that good. The Padres were supposed to just kill the division this year. Um, the Giants were supposed to get a little bit better. The Diamondbacks were supposed to get a little bit better. We were supposed to come in third or fourth place this season, especially after injuries to Gavin Lux, Dustin May. Walker Beeler not coming back. Clayton Kershaw spending most of his time on the IL, bringing up guys that we never thought we were going to bring up. So we were playing with house money. If we got to the championship series, I was pretty confident. Didn't matter if it was going to be Philly or or um, or uh, Atlanta. I felt like we weren't going to get past them. So, but to get swept by the Diamondbacks, yeah, it stings a little bit. Trust me, I'm going to go out to Arizona next year and just start booing. Oh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun um yeah so i i love the diamondbacks i have i love the diamondbacks last season i was so excited to to watch um corbin and uh alec thomas and jake mccarthy and that just whole like young uh outfield just rake and then you know like jake and alex had their ups and downs and corbin has just been corbin carroll like you know throughout this season and you know they got they got lourdes out there and then the fact that they um, DFA'd uh, Madison Bumgarner, I, I was shocked, shocked. And again, for those, uh, for the top fan rivalry crew that, that 
aren't familiar with my story, I only became a fan of baseball in and of itself in 2018. So there's a time what that I like to refer to as before baseball Susie and after baseball Susie. And after baseball Susie only knows five plus ERA Madison Bumgarner. Okay. And now for for those baseball fans that that have been here a while, just shake their head and they're like, absolutely not. So when I found out that Madison Bumgarner had not always been five plus ERA, Madison Bumgarner, my mind was blown, blown. I I watched um the Giants, one of the Giants World Series wins, and I I remember tweeting out, I'm sorry, Madison Bumgarner was good. <laughs> And they're like, oh my gosh, Susie, who I, why can't with you? And I'm like, hey, again, after 2018, like you, you can, you can talk smack to me before 2018. You can't. Cause I, I literally, I'm, I'm a child when it comes to that. And so, um, all of my husband just shakes his head and he's like, I, I can't with you. Just, just, yes. <laughs> Madison, Madison Bumgarner was, was amazing. I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh. You know, and that, uh, I watched the, um, I, I would, I'm going to just rub the, rub the salt in the wound a little bit longer for the or the Rangers fans. Um, cause I watched that, that Rangers Cardinals world series where they're literally, literally one strike away. And Nelson Cruz missed that fly ball. And again, now frame this guys frame this. Remember 2018 was the first year, first season that I ever watched baseball. So I don't, I don't know right fielding Nelson Cruz. I only know DH Nelson Cruz. Okay. So the fact that Nelson Cruz was in right field again, blew my mind. And I'm screaming at the TV. Oh my God. As if I couldn't just Google who won this, like the series or who, and that was part of the, that was part of the whole thing was I needed to live react to, to the, to these games without knowing anything. And if you, if you look on YouTube somewhere, there, there are my like actual live reactions, like watching this game. So, but it, it, it blew my mind that, that they were down to the one strike and that, and that's what happened. And then they, yeah you know, didn't, didn't win the next game, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So, um, it again. So the fact that Madison Bumgarner was a good pitcher at one point in time and just, you know, pitched because he I looked it up one time. I was like, he's not that old. He's like 32. But then I realized when he came up, I was like, oh, OK. So in baseball years, you were 93 years old. Gotcha. Gotcha. Your arm is 90. Yeah. OK. OK. I, I I got it. Madison Bumgarner. But the fact that that a team was like, okay, look, medicine, um, here, you just, you just take your money and go to your ranch and I don't know, play with rattlesnakes or whatever you're going to do. And just, we'll be over here. You, you, you go over there. We will pay you to go away. I was like, okay, all right, D-backs, you, you were, you were for reals with it, you know, and they didn't, they really only have that one, two punch of Zach Allen, Merrill Kelly. And, you know, Brandon fought has come up for a little while. They had like Tommy Henry in their rotation. Um, and there's just been a just a revolving carousel of of starting starting pitchers that they're like inserting here and there. And as always, we have a Astros fans have a little bit of a of a soft spot for the D backs because of the uh the pitching pitching wizard Brent Strom over there. So, you know, I well, I really feel that all up. Astros fans should be going for the Diamondbacks just for that fact alone. And Guriel, right? I mean, you yes. had his team yes. for 
a lot of years, right? Yes, Purple we, we, uh, I love, I love Lourdes and he does play with a little bit of that, that fire that, that Yuli did. And so, um, I would, I would love to sign Lourdes Gurriel to the Astros. That would be amazing. But that's that. Well, we'll talk about that. That's not this episode. We'll talk about that so, later. You know, what would be a fun research project for you? Oh, yes. Do tell go. Uh, at some point, go research out Madison Bumgarner and Yasil Puig. Is that the one that would lick his bat all the time? Yes. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I can do that one. Well, we no. One, so these no? guys we get into fights all the time. Like actual, and, like actual fights, or like what we have yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Madison, as you know, was the guy that just pitched with fire. He couldn't like not pitch with fire right and so <laughs> so it started years and years and years ago where there was a ground ball and madison said something to him as he it was like a ground ball to first base and yasiel puig's running out madison's kind of running over to cover and realizes he doesn't have to cover i don't know what madison said to yasiel puig now picture this yasiel puig is about 6162 250 built solid rock Madison Bumgarner is 6'1", 6'2", 180 with a dad bod, right? And so, no disrespect, Madison, I got one too, but I'm a little older than you. But um, so I don't know what he said to him. I don't know if he said something in Spanish about his mother or his grandmother or something like that. But Yasil did not like it and went right after him. And ever since that time, they'd go back and forth and, you know, would have these issues. And so Madison would you know, drill Puig or Puig would hit a home run and just stare at it and watch it. I mean, there were a number of bench clearing situations. Go look that up. Ooh, that's, that's fun. Okay. That's a, at one, when Madison was a free agent, people were talking about signing him as a Dodger. And I'm like, you can't do that. Max Muncy would kill him. That's so fun. I will, I will have, to, I'll have to go research that. That That's funny. Yeah. So, so oh Max also, Max also, sorry to interrupt you there, but okay. Max also hit a home run in San Francisco which became famous because he hit it and he kind of watched it for a second and started running. Well, Madison, as he's rounding first, Madison's kind of following him, yelling at him, screaming at him. And Max said something to him and pointed to the, to the right field bleachers. Apparently Max, you know, or, uh, um, apparently, uh, bum said something to him. Mad bum said something to him. And Max is like, if you want the ball, go get it out of the lake. So the <laughs> Created a shirt that said Max you or uh uh and you want the ball, go get it out of the lake. Oh my and, gosh. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. So yeah. Yeah. He's See, not these, welcome in other country. These are the these are the these are the uh the stories that 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 I need. Like I said, I yeah. before before 2018, it was just a big black hole of of of, of no baseball knowledge. So yeah. So uh so what are your what are your feelings on the D backs? Phillies like in my in my heart of hearts I really I really want the Diamondbacks to win it but like yeah the brain says mm, it's probably gonna be Phillies so if you're looking at it on paper the Philadelphia Phillies are gonna crush them tonight right if you're looking at it on paper the problem is the game's not paid on uh, played on paper if you look at the statistics last night the Diamondbacks stole four bases the Phillies stole one um and who won Right. The Diamondbacks MO this season is get them on, get them over, get them in. But they hadn't That's... been playing like that during the during literally any of the championship. And that was like one of the big talking points are all uh, excuse me, Diamondbacks, sirs, 
what what are we doing? Why are we not stealing any bases? <laughs> mm-hmm. But but uh, but uh, you have two players there, Marquis or uh, Marte and Carol, that can like steal your lunch without even thinking twice about it. Yeah. And so the Diamondbacks get on today and start running, they're gonna win. If not, if you're gonna shoot for the long ball, Philadelphia is gonna win that game. So if the Diamondbacks can get on and get the crowd out of it, then they're gonna win. I say advantage Philly because that 10th man out there, that stadium gets loud. And I guarantee you they're not showing up to lose game seven in their own hometown. Um, So advantage Phillies. But do I think the Diamondbacks can make it happen? Absolutely. Yeah. uh, I was watching that, that D-backs game yesterday and known speedster first baseman, Christian Walker. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all, Oh, okay. So we're just, it's just going to be all the guys that you don't expect to run. Got it. I got it. I, well, I, I see the Christian plan. Walker didn't steal the base. He freaking stole the guy's lunch. <laughs> he was halfway to second before the guy even delivered the pitch. Yeah. Like uh, all the guy needed to do was step off and Christian Walker was like caught. But it was, when I saw that, I'm like, Ooh, somebody's not paid attention. Somebody's going to get reamed in the dugout. It, yeah. So, I mean, again, looking at that, that Phillies D-backs series, the fact that the D-backs had won the Brandon Fott start first off, the bullpen start, you're, you just, you're like, I don't, how is this a thing? You know, you, you, you lose the Zach Allen Maricali start, which if you just think about it rationally, you're like, okay, well, those are the, those are the games that you would kind of have the, have the chance to win. No, no, it's going to be Brandon Fott who had is literally a rookie has his best outing of the freaking series. Well, really season. I mean, what I think he went five, 5.2 or 5.3. No, 5.2, <laughs> 5.3 would be six, uh, 5.2 innings. Again, not a math pod and struck out nine or yeah, I think it was nine season high and i want to say it's a d-back rookie record don't fact check me on that well maybe fact check check me but like do it gently and respectfully in the comments peoples mm-hmm. um but brandon Fock goes out there and just shoves and there was a little bit of barking from the peoples because he had he had been shoving he had been n- literally i think he i think he had given up maybe three hits or two hits at that point in time. And people were like, leave him in, Tori, what are you doing? And it was, the line was about to flip over again. And he mm. had struck out Kyle Schwarber and Kyle Schwarber. I mean, just looked silly. His first couple, his first two at bats just, and I, I'm like, I don't like it. I understand why he's doing it. You haven't tempted fate. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're going to tempt fate again. No, your bullpen has been has been pretty good for you. They yeah. hadn't used the big high leverage arms and go go to your high leverage arms and let the rookie have his has have his ego be a little bit puffed up because you had gone through this vaunted Phillies lineup and struck out nine and had done this amazing thing, and that's kind of what Tori had said after the after that start. And I was like, that's good. That's that. Not not letting your your rookie starting pitcher see the lineup for a third time so that they could tee off on him that would that's smart. It's very smart. Um, very if smart. you if you are detecting notes of saltiness, you would be correct. So, but that's you know <laughs> neither here nor there. Imagine, so, imagine, imagine, imagine. Manager doing that. You watch today, Susie. You know who's going to win this game? 
I'll tell you, it starts in the first inning and, and I'll, I'll bet you a, a Bucky's sandwich. How's that being, you know, for, for those of you that aren't familiar with that, I just offered her gold if you're from the Houston area. Um, so funny enough though, the town that I'm in, that uh -huh. I live in, Bucky's was created here. There you go. So then you understand. Yeah. So I'll bet you a Bucky's sandwich right here and right now. Top Fan Rivalry will buy you a Bucky's sandwich. And what do they call them? Bucky's. What's the, what's the, you said them the other day, the, the nuts or whatever. Oh, they the, are. the beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. Yeah. So I'll give you a bag of beaver nuggets and I'll give you a Bucky's sandwich. I'll take a chicken I and cheese crispito instead. How, how about that? The real ones will, down here will know, but I will okay. take those. Yes, please. That's fine. So I'll bet you right now. Here's how this rolls. If in the first inning, either team can get the opposing pitcher to throw at least 25 pitches and score one run in the first inning, if that happens, that team wins. Okay. Okay. So, but if it doesn't happen in the first inning, all bets are off because then you kind of get the momentum. But if, if either pitcher gives up 25 or more pitches in the first inning and gives up a run, that team's going to lose. Okay. All right. Is it Ranger Suarez? Are they are they bringing Ranger yeah. Suarez back? Okay. Yeah, Suarez versus Spot. Okay. So it'll it'll be it'll be a fun it'll be a fun little thing. Hopefully, lightning will strike twice and Brandon Fott can, uh, <laughs> can replicate his his other performance. That would be aw awesome. I would love that. Um, I won't be horribly sad if the Phillies win this game tip my hat because you know if you can manage that lineup of you know Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper multiple times without giving up multiple home runs shout out to you because that 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 is a vaunted vaunted lineup and when they're all clicking is it's a uh, it's dangerous it's a dangerous lineup it is it is agreed agreed completely so well okay so then what am I giving? What am I giving you? Wait, which side am I taking here? Or which so, side are you taking? I'm saying that if if that happens and that team doesn't win, uh huh, I'm buying Bucky's. Okay, okay, okay. If not, if all bets are off, if we go in the second inning, it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, where somebody, one of the pitchers in the first inning, gives up at least 25 pitches and one run, uh -huh. and they still win, then okay. you're buying. Bucky's. How's that? Okay, that's fine. That okay. Fair enough. That, that that'll. I I agree to the terms. <laughs> agree to the terms. Perfect. No lawyers involved. We just got the terms. That's all right. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, you know, we we have to we have to talk about, unfortunately, the uh, ALCS. I am. If you are on audio only, uh, if you want to go to the YouTube side and see my shirt, feel free. But YouTube YouTubers, uh, I am wearing my. Let's see. Forever, uh, ever not just, after. yep, not just when we win. Okay, that's that is the that is the sentiment right right now. Um, Can we just talk about a funny thing that happened? Like I look for funny things in baseball. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about Nathan Abaldi's face when Jonah Heim took that foul ball off of Pena's bat? <laughs> Jonah Hahn doesn't need any children, okay? I mean, you, did you see my post, Susie? That I, yeah. 
like I it was so funny because I saw it happen live and I'm like, oh, he just got double dribbled. And then when you see the umpire walk out to give him the ball and you see Nathan's face, I had to rewind it. I'm like, I got to get pictures of this real quick. This is the funny, the funny. Sometimes in baseball, there's funny things that happen. Like Adrian Beltre used to always call off a, you know, or get called off by Elvis Anders, but he acted like he was, you know, going to catch a fly ball. You, Susie, you got to watch old Adrian Beltre clips of before 2018. Okay. Like he used to do fun. So he got in a rundown at, at the juice box between third and home. Uh huh. And he was going to get tagged out and he ran up the line towards left field. And the umpire's like, you're out. <laughs> it was just, he, he would do stuff like he'd put his, He'd slide in to a base and have his hand on the base and the glove would be on it. And then he'd stick his other hand on the base <laughs> and put the glove with the other hand and they do that back and forth. It's just fun stuff. But can we just talk about Nathan Abaldi's face? If you haven't seen it, just go to Top End Rivalry's Instagram or or go someplace and look at it. It was hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd seen um I I missed it originally and I I saw the the replay of it and I was like, oh Jonah just taking just taking a foul ball to the cojones is just not I was like that it's painful. I'm like it's painful for me and I don't I don't even have any. So you know I can I can only imagine what the gentlemen are feeling right now. So um but yeah so that that uh that ALCS shellacking that we took yeah and it's just so mind boggling and if you this this episode will come out after my um, emotional damage episode. Obviously, that that's out currently. Um, that that episode is definitely not safe for work, and there's lots of f bombs. And if you if you like Dusty Baker and or the words "In Dusty We Trusty" has ever passed your lips, you should probably not listen to that episode. You will be mad at me and just be like, "This girl doesn't know ball." So don't probably don't listen to that episode. Um, but the the fact that we couldn't win one home game this series is just I I don't know I don't know if if we need to um, sacrifice the live chicken just kidding we're not actually doing that that's that's allegedly allegedly and you know putting putting um, the the Vicks vapor rub on the feet I don't know I don't know who's Mexican grandma we need to go get like the egg and do, like do all of the things I don't know if that needs to happen but maybe it does. And or just replicate Arlington's batter's eye. I I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why we couldn't win one single game at home. Unfortunately, that was the whole season, Susie. That wasn't yeah. just the ALCS. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I I'm 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 fully aware, and I'm I'm partially blaming. I'm partially blaming um, this this season and the fact that we did not go farther on dusty baker but that's just it it is what it is because the the roster construction and the roster management and the mismanagement of players has was is just through the roof through the roof interesting point i'm going to bring up something else but i'm going to ask you before i do that what would have you done differently so you're in the dugout okay you're managing the club besides okay. for eyes at at jeremy pena and other things like that you're in the dugout and you're is this, now is this for this series or is this over just, over just the, the entire season no no just for the series what okay. are you going to do you won the division right and you took care of business in the divisional series what are you going to do in the league championship series 
that you didn't do all throughout the season? Like, are you talking about starting Diaz over Maldi? What What are you talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay. But see, unfortunately, starting Diaz over Maldi would have been a thing that needed to happen in the regular season so that people were more comfortable and he himself would be more comfortable at the plate in bigger leverage situations. And the fact that he wasn't played more often and the fact that he never caught JV or Fromber Mm -hmm. is just a travesty because at at what point in time, if for some reason Maldi got hurt, like really, really hurt that he couldn't catch. Now we're just all the way, all the way screwed because Yiner has now been thrust into this situation in which not just partially. Yeah, all not just partially, way. all the way, all the way. Yeah. No, this yeah. this this was the partially screwed, like because Maldi was out there. And 36-year-old Maldi playing 1,003 innings, you know his knees are about to explode. He could not have felt good this season. And I don't know, maybe, just maybe, if if he got some rest and not played every day, every all of the innings, maybe his bat would have been better because he wouldn't be so tired. That's yeah. that's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not I don't want to say that I wanted Yiner to start over Maldi every day, all day. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Maldi literally would play, you know, like normal teams day game after a night game. That pitcher or that catcher is not starting mm-hmm. routinely, routinely <laughs> day game after a night game. Maldi, come on down. And. <laughs> What are we doing here? Why? Like, you know, he's got to be tired. He's got, he caught all nine innings, you know, or if, if the whole, okay, JV and Fromber have their favorite personal catcher. All right. The minute, the second that they go out, Maldi, have a seat. Yiner, come on in. You know, the fact that we, that, that runs were at a premium at some points in, in, at times in this season and that, Literally, when Yiner is behind the dish, his numbers are rival Jordan. Fact check me on that, guys, because when I tell that people tell that to people, they they're shocked. They are shocked because they only would kind of tune in and see Yiner as a DH or Yiner as a pinch hitter. And when he is only a DH, his numbers are subpar. He is he's a very average to below average hitter, and. I'm like, yes, but look at his numbers when he's catching, guys. Um, you do you want to know the the top guy in our lineup this season that had the best numbers at Minimade? Kyle Tucker. Nope. Ooh. Yiner Diaz. Oh, okay. Yiner Diaz. Kyle Tucker. The the no, no, Yiner Diaz. And poor Kyle Tucker. He's gonna take some arrows here shortly, but First things first. Yiner Diaz, the the guy who literally didn't get to play at all ever. Best numbers at Minimade. So so here's the here's here's the thing that the Astros are gonna struggle with. And see, this is one of the things that the Dodgers do really well, but we haven't had the success in the last eight years that you guys have had. But could the next eight years be a little bit better? So the Dodgers have guys like James Outman um, who have come up. Uh, they've got Gavin Lux, who are rookie. Like, they've got intermingled in um, in their starting rotation, in their starting lineup, in their pitching rotation, younger guys. 
Whereas the Astros are starting to realize that they got to get younger with Jeremy Payne and with Diaz, but we're still holding on to Maldonado, Breckman, um, Altuve. You know, you guys signed Jose um, Abreu, uh, Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley played his Michael Brantley's rookie season was with Mickey Mantle. Uh, I mean, he's been around the block. He he's uh, built the block a couple of times. So you guys are getting older and not younger. Meanwhile, what's Texas doing? Um, spending half a billion dollars on an infield. No, I'm sorry. That was, that's very salty of me. However, their farm yeah. system is very good and they, they have a manager that when a rookie comes up and plays really well, he capitals capitalizes on that and says, Evan Carter, come on down. Hey, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put you down in the, in the order. You're going to bat seventh, eighth. Hey, look at that. Evan Carter, you are just, you're working counts. You're getting on base. You're, you're hitting home runs. You know what? Let's move you up in the order just a little bit. Hey, Evan Carter, rookie phenom has, that nobody had heard about you. Uh, you're, let's match you third. Still doing great. Okay. Travis Jankowski, have a seat. We don't, I'm not saying that they don't care about Travis Jankowski. However, when Evan Carter's play literally outshone and, and that, and that's, that's really the other thing because Travis Jankowski had been playing really well. And his numbers were really good for for Travis Jankowski. But the fact that Evan Carter was outplaying him, Bruce Bochy says, you know what? I'm sorry. Sorry, Travis. Evan Carter, come on down. And at, at, at any point in time, um, and it's funny when people that didn't watch the Astros all day, every day, like the bigger podcast people would say, oh, that well, that's okay because it, it's the regular season and – you know, when it comes to the postseason, Dusty will do the things and he will. No, he won't. No, he won't. He well, won't. see, he got and, out managed. I listen. And maybe that's true. Bruce Bochy has three rings. Um, I, I mean, maybe that's true. What the thing that I get concerned about, about blaming the manager. And I don't disagree with you that Dusty made some some questionable moves. I'm not going to disagree with you that. The reason why I have a difficult time blaming the manager. So out here in L.A., everybody wants to fire Dave Roberts. Wait a second. Dave Roberts didn't go one for 21. That was Mookie and Freddie. Dave Roberts didn't give up five runs with getting only one out in the first inning. That's Clayton Kershaw. Like, there's certain things. So, though, you can blame Dusty, and I, and I get it. I totally hear you. And, you know, we're filming this, like, less than 24 hours after it happened. I... I could hold up a number and I don't know if you see three of them or four of me or whatever after last night's game. I don't know this, but Dusty didn't go over the century. That was Kyle Tucker. Okay. Um, Dusty, Dusty didn't have um, situations on the mound last night. That was Javier, right? I mean, so there are certain things that you can say and I agree, but, the performance is the performance, right? That yeah. now, but then who who left JP Franson? Who left JP Franson just a just a bit too long? Just a bit too long. Yeah. As soon as JP France came in, you should have had somebody else warming. You should have Hector Neris should have been warming immediately, immediately. Yeah. Now, and everyone saying, okay, Susie, but you we had our starting rotation. Luis Garcia went down. LMJ went down. 
Urquidy was out for a while. We lost Jose Altuve. We lost Jordan Alvarez. I get it. I understand. Okay. Um, Again, though, when you have Chaz McCormick that had been put, that has been putting up top five, top five center field numbers, and you're literally benching him for, don't hate me. Don't hate me, Astros fans. I love him as a person. When you're putting in Mauricio Dubon as your center fielder, your utility infielder as your starting center fielder that has worse numbers, maybe we look at that. Okay. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> just maybe we look at that. The carousel that we had of Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers and Corey Jolks, and then you throw in your utility infielder, Mauricio Dubon, that didn't need to happen, guys. It didn't, it didn't need to happen. So, so can we admit right now that if Dubon and Pena walked into a bar and they weren't wearing baseball gear and they got carded, would we agree that probably five out of the 10 places that they went to would look at their IDs and go, there's no way you're 21. Mauricio Dubon doesn't look a day over. <laughs> right. Oh this, yeah. Every yeah. time I see him, I'm like, are you old enough to be on a professional field? Like, you know, good for you that you look so young type thing. But I mean, come on. I mean, the, can you imagine the security guy in New York going, yeah, no, you're not 21, Dubon. There's no way you're 21. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I, I love Mauricio Dubon as a person. He has uh, a beautiful, gorgeous wife. He has two adorable dogs. Uh, yes, I, I stalk them on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I, I am just so angry that that I have to be angry at the situation that he got that he got put in because he did wonderfully as the backup second baseman when Jose Altuve went down. Okay. Yeah. At no point in time did anybody expect um Mauricio Dubon to come in and and do as well as he did at second base. I admittedly was like, David Hensley, come on down. This is your time to shine. And then when when Mauricio was doing well, cool. Love it. Stay there in second. I would have loved to when Altuve came back. Uh-huh. Um to, to kind of rotate Mauricio Dubon in into the shortstop position and the second base position and give give the guys a couple of days off. I would have yeah. loved to see so, I would have loved to see that. So here's the interesting thing too, Susina. And again, I agree with your assessment because trust me, I if anybody understands how you feel this morning, I well, <laughs> depends on how much you drink because I don't drink, but I mean I, for the most part, from the Astro perspective, I understand how you feel being a Dodger fan, right? Remember, we just got knocked out two weeks ago by a team that might make the World Series that most of America couldn't name more than two people on that team. They would say Zach Allen and maybe Christian Walker. Uh, Who's Corbin Carroll? I don't know. What's Marte? Who? Does he play baseball? What position position does he play? So, I get it. Here's where you guys lost the series, or here's where Dusty had to change courses. What happened in game one? Uh, we couldn't score any runs. Couldn't score any right. runs. And and the mighty midget, Jose Altuve, and um, Alex Breckman, nobody could hit. Not Dusty's fault. Yeah. What happened in game two? Same scenario, right? And, and oh, 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 again, I don't discount that. And I, and I really, truly believe if if during the season things had gone a little bit differently and 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 people had gotten played a little bit more, uh, maybe you could trust Yiner Diaz to come in 
in that situation because yep. Maldi stayed in that game, stayed in the game. But and for those that are like, oh, well, Maldi hit. <coughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, but um, so Maldi, that's, that's the exception, right? That's not that's not the rule. I was texting Dave and I was saying, hey, you got to pull Maldi. But the one thing that you can't discount, and this is the only reason why Maldonado was in that lineup, he handles that pitching staff better than any catcher could. From a defensive perspective, Maldonado is probably one of the best catchers in baseball. You disagree? At, at, no, absolutely. He was. He was. I'll give them that. 2018, 2019, even, even going into 2021. But if you look at his defensive numbers as it stands now, like this season, he is in the bottom five of all of the defensive categories. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those where I I I I want to say yes, but I literally can't because Yiner outshined, outshone, outshined, played better than Maldi in the defensive categories as well. Um, I'm sorry, Susie's English class, ladies and gentlemen. She teaches math yeah. and English yes. after her podcast. Enjoy. Yeah. Um. So it's it's one of those where that's people would be like, oh no, but the defense. It's not though. It's it's no, I'm not talking about the defense. I'm not talking about blocking. I'm not talking about throwing out runners. I'm talking about controlling the pitching staff. Cause for the most part, you're hiring a psychologist to play catcher. If he can block the ball, he can throw out a few runners, that's great. If he can do anything at the plate, that's fantastic. But go through the Hall of Fame and look how many catchers are in the Hall of Fame versus other players because catchers don't typically produce a lot of offensive numbers. They're not yeah. there for Yeah, well, right. and I and I would agree and I would I would somewhat agree with you on that. However, there's how do you know what you got unless unless you are given the chance. No, and he true. was never he was never given the chance. He Trust literally me. only got to catch Hunter Brown and even that even at that that was taken away from him at points in time in the season. And he literally only got to catch JP, JP France and um, Urquidy when he came back, I think he caught CJ twice, maybe yep. but he was never, he never caught Fromber. He never caught JV. And you can't tell me that when, when JV was with the Mets, that JV wasn't calling his own pitches. Like there's no way that Francisco Alvarez is calling pitches to JV. Listen, Kate Upton is a first ballot hall of famer and I appreciate everything that he's done. And, <laughs> Frammer, you're talking about this guy, right? This guy? Yeah, yeah. He's the reason why the pitch clock was created. Because that guy would catch a ball back from his catcher, and he'd go about two and a half minutes before he'd throw the next pitch. I mean, I could cook a whole meal for my family between pitches when he was on the no, I'm teasing, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I Listen, I the Astros are a very good team. They, they are a very good team. What do I like about what happened yesterday? I think that crosstown rivalries, and in this case, cross-state, right, are good for baseball. They're good for the game, okay? Every year that the Astros have been good, the Rangers have been terrible. Remember, two years ago, the Rangers lost over 100 games. Yep. Um, rewind the clock to 2010, 2011, when the Rangers were good, the Astros were terrible. Overall, I think this is great for baseball. Oh, this yeah. is a phenomenal thing for baseball as a whole. Now, to be on the losing side of it, that sucks. Okay? That sucks as bad as 
it, you know, Jonah Hine getting hit in a place that got <laughs> and I'm being treated nicely. It's terrible. Okay. I get yeah. it. Uh, but it's good for baseball. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Guess, what? guess what? Every, everybody's going to be talking about Texas next season. They're going to be saying, okay, is it going to be the Astros? Are it going to be the Rangers that are going to win the division? That's phenomenal. They're not talking about the Angels. They're not talking about the A's. I mean, I, you saw me this morning with my e-card. I already eliminated the A's for next season. Did you appreciate that, by the way? I did. Well, I, you know, I actually, I actually kind of like the A's, and they've got some, they've got some young kids that, that can bop. So I'll be at over 110 losses. They don't know where they're going to play: Vegas, Oakland, Vegas, Oakland. You know, that's, who knows? That, that's true. That's true. You know, but like I said, they, they got some, they got some young youngins that that can bop over there, or like like Brett Rooker, maybe don't go on um, MLB network and give away your um, strategies. I I'm just, I, okay. Cause you, you'd been hot for, for quite some time. And then he went on MLB network and, and was like, yeah, here are all of the zones that I don't hit. Well, sir, what, yeah. what's happening? What don't do that again. Don't do that again. Yeah. Okay. Or go, um, alrighty, I'll yeah. just pause this. Let's make some notes. Got it. We're yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it, it was one of those, situations this season that again I, I understand that you know Maldi handled the pitching staff and that's and that's why he was there you know but at, at some point in time how how do you expect the rookie to learn if you don't let the rookie do any of the things like the rookies can't he's going to absorb all the knowledge that he can from the bench you know like at, after the game he, he's going to ask the question you know and so it's it's one of those things where I know the real ones know I've been screaming this since last last season when Christian Vasquez came came on the team and 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 didn't really get to play. Yeah. And you know, Trey Mancini came over and Yuli's still over there at first. I'm like, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna share we're not gonna share some time and get Yuli off his feet so that he can rest. And everyone's like, see, in the postseason, Yuli's so good. Well, Yuli's so good because he got to rest, guys. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know, I, so I had been screaming, I've been screaming this for last anyways. Um, it, but it's, it's one of those things where I get it. I understand. Like, could, could we, could we platoon some guys? Can we just, can we get them off their feet just a little bit? Just, just, a, I'm not saying to, to replace the rookie the, the entire time. Like I didn't expect that, but I did expect a little bit more, especially after he showed you what he could do with that bat. And again, like the fact that, that the, that runs were at a premium sometimes. He's right there. He's, he's right there. He's, he's sitting on the bench. It's, so it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I, um, I, I will tell you this. If I was, if I was the ownership of the Astros um, and if they call me, they're probably going to get my voicemail anyways. Cause I'm, you know, busy working yep. with you. Yeah. Um, but if I'm the ownership of the Astros, I'm sitting down with some of my key players, some of my younger players and saying, hey, you're going to take two weeks off and then you're going to be down in the Dominican League or down in the Mexican League or whatever. I want you to work on blah, blah, blah. And that's Dubon. That's Pena. Because Pena's batting average was not what Pena's batting average normally. Yeah, no. Pena does not need to go the, to Winter League. Pena needs to go to Driveline and he needs to get hooked up to all of the machines or whatever and just all of the batting. Just, okay? Yeah. You see a slider, um, you spit on it. Just go away. I mean, the guy can bench press a car, but he can't put a bat on a ball right now. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, uh, maybe Diaz, take some of your younger guys and then also take some of your guys like Breckman 
um, and Altuve and say, hey, have some of these younger kids over for dinner once a month. I want you to talk baseball with them. I want their your wives and their wives to get to know each other. And I want you to take them into your living room and do nothing but talk baseball and mentor them, prepare them for what they're going to see, you know, going forward. Yeah. Yeah, That's for sure. And I think, I think at, at parts of the season, and I actually do think that they, that they do kind of hang out just uh-huh. as friends. Cause I, I honestly do think that the, that the clubhouse, um, they do genuinely like each other, um, you know? And so I think, It'll be interesting to see what comes out in the off season about the clubhouse and the whole situation. And so I'll be, I'll be interested to see what happens um, there. Okay. So now if I promoted you from manager to general manager, uh-huh. now that the season's over now, keep in mind, I'm asking you this question less than 24 hours. You're still allowed to throw a little salt in that wound, right? Um, who do you keep and who do you send packing? And who do you go after? Um, uh, John Singleton, I love you. I love your story, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to DFA you. That's not. It wasn't. It wasn't a great look, and I don't know. I don't know how that can be fixed because I would love for for him to come back in some aspect, but I don't know if that would work out. Okay. As well, um, at this point in time, I would probably be trading. Jake Myers. Oh, okay. And see what we can get for him because okay. I truly believe that on a on a team Jake Myers is is just starting center fielder. And I think with everyday play, he can get back to that everyday um production role that he had before he got hurt. Okay. And again, that carousel that that we had, it, it I think it iced him the most. Okay. So, I think we trade Jake Myers in the offseason. Um I would love a backup catcher. Okay. A backup veteran catcher that could help, but that would not want to be, would not get his feelings hurt if he was not the starting catcher. We'll give you Austin. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll give you Austin Barnes right now. All you got to do is give us a couple fungal bats and batting practice balls. <laughs> hey, you know he he hit a couple of of dingers this season. <laughs> yeah, he also I think his batting average was. Maybe, maybe less than, uh, probably less than, than your weight. So just keep that in mind. So it, I think his bat. Does, does it rival seven. Maldi's? Does it? Oh, that's, no. That's Maldonado has three times the batting average. Oh, my. Well, uh, well that I'm going to have to fact check you on, Bill. I don't know about that. <laughs> he, he was awful. He was awful. Um, Do you keep Kate Upton? We, we, we have to. We, we have to because he's signed. For another, I want to say at least a year. I want to say he signed for another two years, though. But, but the Mets are the Mets are paying his salary. So that I mean, at this point in time, we have JV for like seventeen mil a year. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely going to keep him. Unpopular opinion slash maybe popular opinion, depending on how you take it. Um, I am seriously thinking about packaging Fromber with somebody and seeing what we can get for Fromber because I I think that we could probably get a decent to slash good return on Fromber. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know if we could package Fromber and Maldi together and maybe that would be, you know, a, a thing, but uh, like I said, he he was the most adamant about using Maldi as his personal catcher and I'm like, "Why? 
it's not it's not helping you it's not you're given <laughs> at this point in time, just just put yiner in it can't it literally can't be any worse like you're giving so, up you're giving up home runs at a at a ridiculous i say ridiculous clip a ridiculous clip for the ground ball pitcher that he is um but we're i think we're gonna have like eight starting pictures next season and i don't know where we're gonna put all of them long relief yeah. you keep some of them for long relief well i think Ultimately, I want to put LMJ in the bullpen because we only have Ryan Presley for another season. And I would love to see Brian Abreu move into the quote unquote closer role and LMJ be the be the setup guy. But I realize that his his contract is not a setup guy contract. That's it's a lot of money for him, but you know, it is what it is at this point. But I I would love to see Hunter Brown in that kind of swingman role. Cause I think he, he would thrive in there. And I think that's where he got into trouble this season was he was expected to go as long as he could. And I think if they gave him the parameters of, Hey, we only expect three to four innings out of you. Right. Right. So do you, do you take, um, do you go after Shohei? No. Okay. No, we don't go after Shohei. Um, I don't think, I honestly don't think that Jim Crane will go after any of the big name free agent starting pitchers that are going to be on the market. I would love to see Corbin Burns down here. I would love that. He's not going to be, he won't be paid for that. Um, everyone's like, go for Blake Snell. And my worry about Blake Snell is the fact that, yes, uh, you know, he help, he will technically probably win his, you know, Saw the the Cy Young, but like the years between the Cy Youngs, are we going to revert back to that? Because the years between the Cy Youngs weren't great. So like I don't know which Blake Snell I'm going to get, and that's that's my worry, you know. And then um, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Six eight from the Rays. Um, oh um, why am I blanking? Uh, Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow. Thank you. I'm like tie something um you know the the rumors are out that he will probably get traded and i look at him and i'm like ooh that's nice like that would be really good but you're always hurt and i already have one of those in lmj so i don't know if i want to take the the chance on that either you know so um like i said i don't i don't know what we're going to do with our with our starting rotation i think jose arquides will probably be traded or done something with um Hey, hey, LMJ has a great foundation that we're trying to work with when we get to Houston. Just oh, fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be oh, – I, I look forward to seeing that. So, um, But, oh, we are running out of time, Bill. Um, I did set yes. my alarm, so that's what you heard. Oh, okay. um, yeah. We could do this so, all day long, but unfortunately, we gotta we got to get to other stuff. Yeah. Right? So we're going to wrap up. Um, Bill, tell, tell the people where they can find you again on the social medias. Okay, so uh, on X, I still want to call it Twitter. It's at Top Fan, right? Top Fan Rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, you can find me. Uh, you can find the company at Top Fan Rivalry. You can find me at Bill at Top Fan Rivalry or Bill dot Top Fan Rivalry. That's where I, I can share a little bit more of me outside of just the brand. Right. Uh, and so you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok. All at Top Fan Rivalry. All right. So, yeah, we're so there. and again, I will link all of those um, usernames Please. in the descriptions so that you guys can go um, drop Bill a, a follow and a like. Do you guys have a YouTube channel or no? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, also YouTube. Same. Perfect. 
Uh, top that so. Okay, so I will drop all of those in the description. So go find, um, go find those. Click on like, follow, do all of those things because it's it's good. It's it's good. It's good community over there. Top fan, top fan rivalry. So again, Bill, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on and and chatting with me about this, and um, I look forward to working with you in the future. I look forward to working with you as well, and I think we ought to do this again after the end of the world series just to kind of break down the world series for sure for sure because i love that we we know that the astros and we know that the dodgers will not be in this world series this year um barring any unforeseen event <laughs> right right but yeah. yes thank you for having me on this has been such a nice thing it's been such a blessing to to get to know you and to get to know everybody in the community i look forward to uh some stuff in the future and we will talk very very soon for sure. So again, I will drop all of the links and whatnot in the show description below. Um, and you get you get like two times you two times the episodes this this week. That's that's awesome because I know you've been starving for for Susie content. I know, I know, guys. So that's again, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, like, subscribe, follow, review, do all of those fun things, and yay, baseball. Yay, baseball. <laughs>